Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Luxury Healing, baby. <laughs> Find the business that pays, right? I'm not going to be out here spending a bunch of money on things that are just going to make me sad and I'm going to have buyer's remorse. I'm going to spend the money on things that make me feel good, people that, you know, make me feel good and, and go places that make me feel good and things that resonate. Living is a luxury, don't you think? When we're talking about luxury healing, some of us didn't even make it to hear this show. So I think that we all need to be cognizant of the fact that just to be living is a luxury. So when we talk about luxury healing, it's not always going to be cute. It's not always going to be free. Healing costs money. You think jail don't cost money? <laughs> and when you're in an unhealed space and you go to jail, that costs money. You know, when you're in an unhealed space and, and you're doing things, you know, to your kids or you're, you're not paying your child support or you're not paying your dues in the community, those things in the end will cost you money. That's a luxury that a lot of us don't have. trying to get it together to do the show last night. I could not. So today is actually Wednesday, but this is my Tell the Truth Tuesday show, Demon Time. It is October 21st, 2020, and my head feels like there is a small animal playing kickball inside of my goddamn skull. And the reason for that <clears throat> is that I have been ripping and running for the last, like, seven days. So, well, actually for the whole month, like just getting things ready because I'm up here in the Northeast and once it gets cold, like you're not doing anything. You're not moving clothes. You're not, you know, buying things from Home Depot and, you know, you're not doing any of that. So we prepare for winter every year like we're, you know, Daenerys Targaryen from goddamn Game of Thrones. Like we really prepare. You know, I get the butcher. I have that stuff sent to the house. So I'm trying to prepare the studio to, you know, function as my headquarters for my office as well. And just, you know, to get you guys that content that I promised with the YouTube, because we had a documentary series with uh, Johnny Vox that actually got pulled once uh, Corona hit because the border, because it was called borders. It was about the Canadian and uh, uh, United States border, especially here in Niagara Falls, as well as Buffalo and how, uh, that affected us, and then Corona hit. So that whole situation. So now that I'm not under legal obligation to not mention anything about it, I can kind of go do my own thing, which is always good. So uh, last night I drank tequila after wine, and I usually have the little songs down pat, like you know, liquor after beer, never fear. You know, beer after liquor, never sicker, like that type of shit. So. 
I was drinking Malbec. They were drinking Pinot Noir. I had a salad. I didn't really fucking eat all day because I was, like, super excited that I was, like, going to dinner and just, you know, being able to hang out with someone mentally, you know what I'm saying, capable of holding conversations with me. Um, and someone that I've known for, you know, quite some time. But the the funny thing is, like, you know how you know people, but you don't know them. So you know them to see them because you see them all the time, but you don't really – know them like so you know you it's it's interesting to sit down and have conversations about people's ideas and I remember I had breakfast with this person before and I remember just thinking like at that time because it was years ago and I remember thinking like I don't think that you know this is you know what I'm saying like it, it wasn't like anything happened I'm, I'm trying to explain it in layman's terms um, it wasn't like anything happened. It was just that I had a lot going on at the time. I'm sure this person did too. And in addition to that, it just was not something that I understood the lifestyle that this particular person was leading. So now I get to have conversation with this person about why their belief system is the way it is. And so now that I'm in a more healed space, as is this person, I'm assuming, um, now it makes sense. So now I can move forward in the friendship or whatever type of relationship that it's going to be, because now I understand how you think. So when I understand how someone thinks or how they move, then it makes it easier for me to understand the beginning and it makes me, it, it easy for me to understand the end. Now my girl Tasha says that I should go work for the fucking FBI because I'm maniacal and diabolical in the way that I think of things. But you guys know that I've told you before not all situations, so not all love ends in marriage, and not all love is the love that you're supposed to have when you marry somebody, you know, or like the forever kind. And so um, that was really interesting to sit there. But what happened was I finished dinner, I went to the liquor store, I got some tequila, I was drinking that, and then smoking a cigar, which is clearing, excuse me, within and of itself, cigar, uh, smoke, tobacco is actually, um, it's not sage, but it definitely clears and cleanses and things like that, and the ancestors are proud. So imagine someone in an actual shrine to Santa Muerte smoking cigars and drinking tequila. So for me, that was letting me know this morning when I woke up with a small animal kicking me in my head that I was paying homage you know what I'm saying, especially during this time before Dia de los Muertos, um, to my deities. And sometimes it's important for you to let your demons out, not that Santa Muerte is a demon because she's not. Um, it's important for you to let your demons out. So one of my demons is like alcohol, but not in the sense of where it's debilitating. But, but I say demon in the sense of if I'm in a bad space, I don't turn to alcohol anymore. I used to, you know, I'm having a bad day, I'm going to go get a drink, or I'm going to do this, and I'm going to go get a drink. But ancestrally, um, I can't do that, because that's how things get out of hand. So I've learned that, you know, if I'm having a bad day, bitch, go to sleep, you know what I mean? Or if I'm having a bad day, have a conversation about it, or write something about it. We don't need to necessarily uh, have a drink, right? Because that's a shadow, which is a trigger, right? So once you start realizing what your shadows are, remember I told you shadows are like badass little kids, which represent traumas in your life. And then once you can identify what your traumas are, you can identify your triggers. So for me, because, um, you know, out of the situation that I was in before, it's difficult for me to 
like be out here and understand that certain people don't give a fuck about you at all. And that's very triggering for me because you listen to these people, the same people, oh, I love you and all this other stuff. And then they're so quick, as am I, to just be like, no, fuck you and discard you. So I'm the same way. This is part of my mental health crisis. And so I think last night triggered me because of the fact that it's been so long since I got to sit down and actually have a conversation with somebody where I'm not interviewing them. I'm not, you know, trying to get anything out of them. I'm not like trying to plan anything, you know, two years. Like it it just, it was just, I went to dinner. You understand what I'm saying? If that, if that makes sense, everything doesn't have to be labeled. And so I think all the things that I wanted to do in my previous situation that I was unable, well, no, that motherfucker was unable to do. If I'm able to get it done now, your purpose is what? So now what happens is that, and I have been posting that it would have been me and Unk's one year anniversary had, um, you know, it worked out, but it didn't. And so the reason that I don't have animosity towards Unk is because of the fact that, Um, so he actually was the person that switched the shit up. It wasn't me. It wasn't like, I was like, oh, you know, this, 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 and this. I'm not built to fuck with people and not love on them. I'm not built to do that. Like I can't, you know what I'm saying? Just fuck with somebody. Now, was I in love with this motherfucker? No. But what I'm saying is, is that I'm not the type of person that looks at a man and says, oh, I'm just gonna, that's, this is all I'm going to do for, for him. And and this is all I'm going to get. I can't do that. Because it's unfair to you and it's unfair to me because you won't win. Whatever it is that you're trying to do with me is not going to happen. It's not going to work unless I'm in line with that and unless I'm in alignment with that. And 90% of the time, it's not women. Um, and I posted on my page at Nunu where she was saying, and she has a book out on Amazon, and she was saying, you know, it's not that women can't handle the truth. The fact of the matter is, is that you guys want to dictate when you tell that truth and how we react to the truth. She said, I didn't say I wasn't going to act fucking stupid. <laughs> she was like, I didn't say that I was going to, you know, stay in a relationship if it was like this. She said, I asked you to just tell me the motherfucking truth. And so in my previous situation, while I'm sitting here, and this is another thing you men need to stop fucking doing. If you meet somebody and she's telling you she's into crystals and fucking metaphysical shit. And, you know, she went to Salem and, and, and fucking she's reading tarot cards. Please don't fucking play with her. Play with women at all. But especially not the bitches that be like, oh, you know, my, my grandmother comes and visits me at night and she's been dead for 20 years. Stop fucking playing with us. Because not only is it my job, if you're my lover, to read you and to be close to you and to understand your energies and your moods so that I'm able to counter that and kind of make your day a little bit better, even though you've never done it for me. Um, it's also my job to be in tune with what the fuck is going on with you. So every night I'm saying something for protection for you. This is not shit that bitches are going to tell you they're doing. So some bitches pray for their men. I'm just sitting up there making sure you're protected or making sure that you're able to sleep or making sure that your day is a little less anxiety filled, which is why I don't cause these hoes no problems. You'll never hear none of my hoes saying that I caused them some problems or I was blowing up their phone all fucking day. Motherfucker, I'm busy too. So I think, and, and I know that Unc is going to listen to this show, and I think the better thing that he could have done was instead of being nasty at the end, 
and putting his foot down and all of a sudden coming out the blue with this fucking tantrum because his medication was off that week. I think the better thing that you could have done, sir, was say, listen, somebody that is near and dear to me, okay, that I care about, whether it's your mama or whoever else, I'll say that because I'll throw that in there, um, is unable to get sick at this time. They have an autoimmune deficiency. They have a B12 deficiency. They had cancer. They had cervical cancer due to some other underlying issues. They had something wrong. And due to that fact, I am unable to enter into any type of situation that is going to cause me or anybody in my home or family to get sick. And I'm saying this with like the plainest way I can say it without putting everybody's business out there. That would be the better thing to say than to say that I need to convince you why I can wait X, Y, and Z amount of time, right, to be with somebody, okay? In the beginning, okay, it was a certain way. It be you hoes that try to change the shit up. It is not, listen, I don't want to fuck with nobody that ain't going to love on me. You ain't got to be in love with me, but you're going to definitely feel some type of way because those are the vibes that I'm giving you. I think it would have been, Unc, a lot better for you to just say the reason that I can't do X, Y, and Z without putting me in your business, obviously you've been said that it had nothing to do with me, which I knew that, but you think I don't know. And that's the other problem is that you men be thinking that we're stupid. And a lot of people forget that I had cancerous tumors. And so the exact same uh, antidote that you're speaking of about what I need to convince you to do and for what reason, all you had to say is, I'm scared, so I can't do X, Y, and Z. And if we do X, Y, and Z, there has to be a level of protection. I wouldn't have had an issue with that. And I would have waited. I would have said, oh, I understand. You know, you being careful, whatever, whatever. Let's just resume being lovey with each other and seeing each other. But then I have to think about the fact we wasn't really doing shit. You really didn't do shit. You made out like a fucking bandit, sir. You really did. Yeah, you dropped some guap. You dropped a lot of money, okay? And I appreciate that. But the problem is the reason that I be having to put these hoes under contract is because men don't give a fuck about hurting your feelings when there's new pussy involved. They don't. So, therefore, you have to build that shit in the contract that states you will actually lose money fucking playing with me, okay? You Anything you don't want me to do, that's what cheating constitutes. You can't do it because if you do it, you are only getting back this amount of money, okay? Because remember I told you uncle was one of my investors. So I hope the texting, the smoothie date, the, the fucking, not so much the DM, but definitely the texting and the chit-chatting, whether you did anything or not, fucking with somebody, because that's not what was said, you definitely was doing shit that you didn't want me to do. You're so concerned about what the fuck I was doing, right? Now, I hope that shit was worth what you lost, because all you get back is what the fuck you gave, okay? And I'm, I'm two seconds away from just giving it to you now, but I got to make you wait. You know why? Because I'm not going to let you just sweep this shit under the rug. You got to be worried about what the fuck is going on with me for another two fucking years, and that's your fucking problem. I'm probably going to hit you before that because any dude that I deal with after you is not trying to hear, oh, I got to go see this motherfucker to give him his money. Them motherfuckers 100% will be like, take these racks and go buy this motherfucker out the contract. 
because I'm not, you know what I'm saying, going to be sitting here dealing with that over my head, okay? And I'm very clear on that. So I think, like I said, the better thing to do, even though you were trying to keep me out of the fold, would have been to say, especially, so like, here's the thing. I can be friends with somebody and be cool with somebody and not sleep with them. And and actually, my one relationship, we didn't even have sex for nine months. On like the 10th month is when we first fucked around. But we was friends. We was hanging out, you know, little hugs, little kisses. There was never, it, it just, it, that's how it was. I'm not getting dinners. I'm not getting nothing. You know what I'm saying? And really, I don't want to put our business out there and tell what you really be doing. Because if, if I really think about it, it was like, it's not even bare minimum shit. Like, you didn't even try. You know what I'm saying? So at this point, me going out to dinner, whether I was with a man or not, right, was something that I had not done in a while, right? So I went, washed my hair. Like, this is, you know, you, you, you prep. I had meetings back-to-back yesterday. I had meetings back-to-back on Monday. And it just, it was nice to be able to say, okay, I don't have anything planned for the rest of the fucking night. I can go out, I can come home, I can have a cocktail, smoke this cigar, watch this movie, and go to sleep in peace, knowing that I ain't disrespected nobody, I ain't disrespected myself. I had an excellent time. It was nice to have a conversation with somebody that knew what the fuck they were talking about, that actually knows some shit that I don't know about, so I'm able to learn something from this person, which is extremely important to me, when I'm making friends or when I'm, I'm in relationships at, on any level, what can we teach each other? What am I going to learn from you and what can you learn from me? Even if it's just some humility, even if it's, if it's, you know, how to fucking charge my laptop some type of way that I didn't know about, you know what I mean? Anything, you know, so that this way it doesn't feel like, you know, anybody wasted their time. And so a hundred percent, I don't feel like what well, I wasted my time. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, is that the lies, I just, I don't understand it. And then I joke about the fact that I misread one of the diagnoses. So one of the diagnoses I'm 100% across the board is it's not bipolar disorder, it's schizoaffective disorder. And so with that disorder, it's nothing I can do. You have mood shifts on, that vary for weeks at a time, sometimes a month. And it's not just depression or mania. It's you know what I'm saying? Like one week you're irritable, the next week you're there. I don't have fucking time for that. You did not do me, and I tell people this all the time, you did not do me the way that you should have or the way that you could have, and especially not that I sat there for five months for nothing. You understand what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck what that contract says. I don't give a fuck about your past. I don't give a fuck what you did to ten other people. I don't care because we already know you're not going to do no shit like that to me point blank and period. There are already systems in place that if motherfucking my hair in the front curled the wrong motherfucking way, it's your fucking fault. Okay? I don't have no animosity towards nobody. And when I figured out what the issue was, because some people are emotional cheaters. Some people do not need the physical. And that's why when you girls be like throwing yourself on these dudes, I'm like, why are you doing that? That motherfucker clearly didn't need that. Because remember I told you, I said, there's two different things. Are you starving or did you really, or did you just cheat? But there's a difference between when a man is starving in his own home and when he's just out cheating. When I met Unc, I felt like he was starving. Now I feel like he's, you know, he's nourished enough and he's able to stand on his own two feet and he just kind of didn't need 
anything to do with me or whatever, never made me, you know, and like I said, it wasn't, it wasn't all bad. I never say that. But the reason that I don't hate this motherfucker is because there was, you know what I'm saying, a time when it wasn't like that, which is specifically why I got that sculpture made with the heart, because I knew motherfuckers like that, they always, they, they always hurt you in the end. So it's not that I'm hurt. It's just I'm more like, come on, man. You could have just told me, like, look, I can't do this because X, Y, and Z. This person is sick or has been sick or had a surgery or whatever, whatever, and I need to be mindful of what's going on right there. So we can resume once I know that everybody is, is okay, but you're not my main focus right now. That would have been a much easier and better conversation than to say the ignorant shit that you said to me a while back talking about, I need to convince you. I felt like I was in the motherfucking twilight. I'm like, who the fuck are you talking to? Okay. So last night I let my demons out a little bit just because, and and listen, your demons are not always like these hellions that are trying to like kill you and all this other shit. They want to be acknowledged. They want to have a good time. They want to feel good. And they want all the same things that you want that nine out of 10 times you're too scared to ask or too scared to get for yourself. So I had an excellent time last night. I ended up, you know, burning candles in my bedroom that smell like fucking vanilla. It looked like a scene from fucking an interview with a vampire and shit. I woke up, you know, butt-ass nigga, like fucking 5 o'clock in the morning. The cigar was put out already, you know. And then I actually just went back to bed and slept all day. So I'm very thankful um, that I don't uh, ruin things before they get started. I'm very thankful for people that um, can have conversations with me about religion where we are having the same um, symbiotic thought about certain systems that are in place. So that makes for an interesting, if nothing else, friendship moving forward. You know, it's funny because, you know, I talked to my people today and they were like, yeah, my head is fucked up. They had to go to work. You know, we shouldn't have drank, you know, all that wine and all this other stuff. I'm like, yeah, you're right, you know. But um, at the end of the day, I think that there was a void going on on that situation as well, right? So, you know, you have two people that came together that all they do is work, all they do is, you know, try to think of ways to make money and, and do things, and then you get a moment to relax, there is an indulgence that usually happens. And so when you don't react, to that indulgence, it just builds. And then that's where you see people ending up getting fucking DUIs and fucking drunk and swimming with sharks and shit and dying and all type of shit because you didn't acknowledge what you needed from the universe or from any any entity and you were not feeding that. So right now I probably won't feel like this again for another one to two business years because it doesn't make sense. If I'm drinking, I don't drink enough to get drunk or to you know what I'm saying? Have a fucking tiny mallet being split inside of my fucking skull. So we also were going to talk about Lovecraft Country. And um, I, I spoke about it on my uh, Facebook, but let me just say this. I am almost appalled at the way that some of you are watching Lovecraft Country on HBO and not ancestrally or intrinsically knowing anything about the Masons, anything about witchcraft, anything about the fact that the first black witch that actually set down the one that was documented was named Tichuba. She was the one that taught all, she's in the crucible. She was the one that taught all of uh, the Sibley family um, witchcraft. I'm very 
confused as to how y'all don't know that a lot of the stuff that you saw them doing on Lovecraft Country actually came from Africa. Those rituals with the salt and everything, it's like, it, it, it shocks me that you don't know that blood within and of itself, what they did to Tick, was a reason that was the highest uh, sacrifice, right, which is why you see, like, in a lot of hoodoo and voodoo culture, Santeria, that you see um, them sacrificing the uh, the chickens and the ducks and things like that. So I'm just very appalled by that because I feel like um, y'all should know better than that. You know, y'all should, y'all, y'all ain't never, somebody said something on the internet the other day, like, oh, how come when y'all break eggs, y'all leave the shells in the box? And I'm like, dude, we make carajo, which is a powder, an egg powder that we mash up to place, especially on newborn babies, for protection. So, like, what are you talking about? Like, like these are things, and it's just, it, it upsets me because I'm like, how do you not know this? Like, how do you not know that this is part of your DNA and you don't have any, you'll research everything else. You'll fucking research that motherfucker that you just met 20 minutes ago before you go research ancestrally what these things in Lovecraft country mean. And even though H.H. Lovecraft was a notorious uh, racist, the woman that actually wrote and and directed and all this other stuff along with uh, Jordan Peele uh, is black. And so the way that they put the spin on it was, for the Lovecraft Country uh, uh, for his fans because people knew that he was a huge racist. He had a dog named Nigger Dog, you know. So, you know, when you guys are watching this, it's just like you guys are like, oh, that's so gross, and this is happening and that's happening. I'm like, have you no knowledge that this, like, have you no knowledge that this is something that is very easily just maybe even two generations ago you could have had a conversation about from, like I said, the safety measures that people put in the doorways of their home and why certain entities couldn't enter to the twin girls with the Uncle Tom's cabin, Bopsy and Lopsy. You know, somebody had dressed their children that for Halloween and people are like, oh, be careful because those that you're summoning, that is not how you summon spirits because you are mimicking them in dress. That's, that's like saying I can go put on Satan's horns and I'm, I'm summoning Satan. No, if I wanted to summon Satan, trust and believe me, I know exactly how to call him. I know exactly how to get him. So the same way you calling upon God is the same way that you calling upon Satan. You know what I mean? And you guys are so scared of your own information, you know, that it's, it's very odd to me to see y'all comment on this show and I'm like this is basic shit that y'all should know y'all should know about this y'all should know about certain levels of sim- you know symbols and things like that I mean for God's sake they put Tick up on that thing that looked like he was being you know crucified with like Christ okay um, then you guys got upset about Dee the little girl doing what she did in the end to Christina Braithwaite what was she supposed to do and in the end, Cherie Bradbury brought up a very poignant thing. She said when she said, you guys will never learn, she wasn't talking to her. She was talking about us as far as humans, understanding that we actually carry a hell of a lot more power than we think that we do. So the power is in the words, the power is in your intentions. And even Christina Braithwaite, if you don't believe nothing I'm saying, told y'all on the show, all you need for magic is intention, okay, you need intention, you need the words, and that's it. That's it. You just need words and intention. You know, so the same thing that you're doing when you guys are saying, like, I'm praying for you, honey, that's a spell. 
That's why some of you, like you come to me and you say, does this person have a hex on me? Did this person do sorcery? And I'm like, bitch, no. I'm like, you ain't got no type of black on you. And, and those things do exist. But you know how they exist? Because 80 years ago, your grandmother, you know, your grandmother stole somebody's husband. And the bitch that he stole, you know, she stole him from was like, you know what? I curse your whole family just saying some shit because she's upset. Now, that, that type of thing does exist, okay? Um, but for the most part, the sorcery that you're talking about is mainly just bitches being mad or men being mad saying, you know, I hope your uterus falls out. Or I hope, you know, this happens to you because you did this to me. Now, look at where the intentions are with that. Love is never wrong. So even with, listen, and I have a hard time, like, even if somebody left somebody that they did not love anymore in the way that they needed to be loved, I don't ever say that that person is wrong. All I say is that that was not what they needed at the time. They had their time and not are gone. There are a lot of you motherfuckers that are in long-term and, and long-distance relationships, and you're not happy. And so I would rather be single and out here doing whatever the fuck I want to do and not committing to anything than to be sitting up here committing to unhappiness and fucking misery. I'm not fucking doing it. I'm not doing it. The minute that, listen, and I, like I told you, I was in a marriage. I did all that. The issue is if I'm not happy, I'm not fucking staying here. And not for nothing, you know, my ex-husband, he's getting his third divorce, whatever. I give him that. If you're not happy, motherfucker, let the shit go. Go get married a hundred times, but in each stage, understand what your um, responsibility was in the relationship and how you didn't, end, you know, you didn't live up to your end. And then I'll understand what I did in mine, because that at least saves some type of respect or friendship, okay, for the end when you guys are not done or when you guys are not mad at each other. Like I'm not mad at Unc, you know. I'm a little bit more hurt because I'm just like. I'm waiting on this motherfucker just to tell me what it is so that it, and nothing to do with me and him. Tell me what's going on. So to make you think that you can't tell me something like that, because that I would have understood and you would have had me and it would have been no, like I wouldn't have even been concerned, but then all the little Kiki can and then all the other little stupid shit that you was doing and then turning around and lying about the shit. Who the fuck do you think you're talking to? So it's all fun and games like, oh, you be doing little cards and shit like that until I'm reading your motherfucking ass. It's all fun and games until I'm reading you. And I I warn motherfuckers all the time. I know some of everybody. Everybody. I don't got to post who I know or who I have dinner with or who I went, you know, to this reception with or funeral with or anything like that. I know a lot of people and I'm respected by a lot of people. So a lot of times people just run their mouth to me and I don't say nothing. Right. I, I listen, I hold a lot of people's secrets and I'm, I'm thankful, but I don't live my life like that, that somebody would have something over me that they would need to tell somebody. Right. So nine out of 10 times if somebody's telling me. And, and so imagine having a conversation with somebody who's pulling out messages and it's your dude that specifically tells you not to text other dudes or not to be involved with other dudes while he's involved with you. Put it in paper, put it on writing. That's the issue that I have. And I'm not in the business of accusing motherfuckers that don't belong to me. You could, you belong to the streets. You belong to somebody else. You could do whatever you want to do. Okay. We're not married, but at that, so that turns into a duly noted. And so what ends up happening is a lot of dudes end up just leaving me to fuck alone because at the end of the day, you're not going to argue with me. You know, I have the proof. I snapshot everything as receipts and I don't ever say nothing. You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, oh, wow, he's nice looking. You know, knowing damn well this motherfucker in my phone told me the same shit. 
hey, gorgeous, good morning, beautiful, shit like that. So when conversations with you start getting shorter, they're getting longer with somebody else, okay? That's always a dead giveaway. And, again, we got to start calling a spade a spade. They don't fuck with you like that. Maybe they did at one point, but there is a level of mental insanity included when you don't want to do what you're supposed to do to keep a relationship alive, but you also don't want that person to move on. That is literally a form of fucking mental illness. You've lost your fucking mind. I am too good of a person, I'm too good of a woman in general to be bogged down by somebody that's insecure as fuck and out there disrespecting his situation, disrespecting himself, and disrespecting his situation with me. I'm way too important for that. So you can do whatever fuck it is you're going to do. Like I said before, and I said it, and I said it very plain, I know you listen to this show because you try to listen to the show to gauge how I'm feeling. All that hey little lady texting and shit like that, don't do it. And I already told you what you need to do. I said, unless you do this, 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 and this, we don't have nothing to talk about. Like I said, I'll be receiving my envelope on Christmas because you owe me at least that. And then you'll get you what you gave me, the exact amount that you gave, back when I decide to give it to you, when I feel like I've moved on and it's not fair to the new guy to have you lingering around over $3. You see what I'm saying? So with that being said, you know, and that was the other thing, and I'm also going to say this. Unc and I both used to talk very much about our mental health issues and diagnoses, and even my therapist thought that it was great. Like, she she liked Unc because she was like, at least you guys are being honest. You guys aren't hiding anything. He's diagnosed. You're diagnosed, like, whatever. And it's nothing major. It's just it's refreshing to hear that a black man is saying, like, I needed some help and I needed some medication, and I went and got on it. Y'all motherfuckers be trying to get diagnosed after you done did something to somebody, and now you're in court fighting for your life. Nah, get your diagnosis up front. So, um, you know, when you're sitting there, and and I know deep down that based on his past, there's certain things that at this point in time he would have done by now that were not good to me. And there are certain things by now that I would have done to him that are not good to him. Him and I are both extremely violent. We are protective and it just, I, I don't think that it would have been a good idea for us to exercise both our demons in a small space at the same time. You know, and that's not to say that he would, you know, ever hurt me or anything like that. It's just to say that it wouldn't have been his fault and it wouldn't have been my fault. And so we always had these conversations when he's on a downswing, um, which I can always tell, um, where he's just like, I really don't want to keep doing this because you and I both know what's getting ready to happen. You know, if we continue physically the way that we are, you know what's going to happen. If you, if we continue to move forward, you know. And so you, you start losing love for people because you're just like, so you don't want to take it to the next level, but you don't want to let me go. You can't do that. See, I'm the type of person, let's just go ahead to Dante's Inferno and let everything burn around us. I don't care. But I'm going to have the experience that I'm supposed to have with you because it's a cycle that needs to be completed. So unfortunately, that cycle got clamped short because I'm just not in the business of, I'm past the stage where, like, I have to prove anything to anybody, especially not a man. If you can't see the glow and the love and and the fact that I go to work, I get money, and I come home, it's it's nothing I could do. Any dude that I'm I'm hanging out with or whatever, whatever, their purpose, their value, and so I don't question them on that, okay? Um, so to have someone tell you that they need that, that right there, like, literally, like, just t- took whatever small percentage of, like, 
love that I had left and just killed it. Convinced you? I felt like Uncle Frank Lucas when he was in that scene in American Gangster with Nikki Barnes, and he was like, tell me, you're going to come up in my bar and tell me? How about I don't like these words, Frank? You know, I, I don't like that. And you're going to sit there and say, like, oh, I didn't mean it like that. Yes, the fuck you did. Your demon slipped out, had a conversation for you. And that's why I write. Everybody said, why are you writing these long texts? I said, because when that motherfucker is lucid and he goes back and he reads what the fuck he said, I said what the fuck I said, too. I said, you're hurting me. And I said, if you don't do X, Y, and Z, we don't have nothing to talk about. Period. You've already wasted my fucking time. So with that being said, you know, it's, it is demon time. It is, and I'm not talking about the porn site. Um, we got Halloween coming up. That's always an amazing time for me. Not so much just because it's, you know, it's because it's a time when we are acknowledging those that have um, passed on already with Dia de los Muertos and the, the day of the of the babies, like, you know, babies that didn't make it, la niños. And, um, you know, that's always a great time for me. This year on Halloween, there is um, a full moon. So that's going to be interesting to see what type of thing that brings out. And, and you know, like I tell people, you know, I, I, my, one of my love languages is money. And I, and I mean that. I'm not saying you can just do anything to me and give me a million dollars. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that, um, you know, if you fuck up because you don't understand and you're a man and you don't understand any fucking thing else, Go go send me an envelope. Yo, I just want to talk to you. I just want to apologize for the way that that came out. Matter of fact, I don't even want the fucking apology. You know how I feel. Here, you know what fucking time it is. You know what the fuck you're supposed to be doing. Whatever it is that you did in this last, you know, time that we wasn't together, knock it the fuck off. But I can't do that because you've already started whole other relationships and, and, and having replacement theories and shit. So I feel like it's my turn. You know, if you could go and be texting and talking and having smoothies and shit, I could be doing the same fucking thing. And the funny thing is, is that, again, when you get these spooky girlfriends, um, we warn you. We say, hey, is, is this, you know, are you doing this? And I'll be like, no, 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 no. Like I said, we handle the truth just fine. Now it's your turn to have to figure out what you're going to do because I fucking warned you. And then you talking about later, yo. So one thing I will give you, you try not to lie, punk. You do. But you always end up lying. And and it, it's not necessary, nigga. Just leave me the fuck alone. That's just, it's just like, look, you know, whatever we had, the spark is gone. I, I am not investing any more time with you. And then I had Laren on my show last week that um, we were talking about another situation. And he was like, yeah, if a motherfucker don't want to come see you, he probably found somebody closer in proximity, you know, this, this, and this. He doesn't love your friend. And she took that shit to heart. She was like, oh, okay, all right. You know, so it, it's always good to have conversations with men in the same age bracket um, that are telling you the truth since the motherfucker that you fuck with can't tell you the truth. So like I said, I would have much rather appreciated like the cancer conversation or the surgery conversation in conjunction with this is why you need to convince me conversation because then that would have made sense. But instead, you know, now my head hurt because I had to go out, not so much you know, drown my, my, my things because it was so long ago. But it's just like when things, you know, start coming around, you start realizing that maybe sometimes when you love people, you don't really get anybody else. You don't really see anybody else, right? And then once that spell is broken, and by the way, the anniversary was Monday. It would have been one year on Monday. 
So y'all would think that a motherfucker would, you know, reach out and say, yo, I know shit didn't work out or whatever, whatever, and this, this, and this. I know it's around this time, da-da-da-da-da. No, nothing. So that's where we at right now, and that's why it's not even me acting brand new. It's me acting the way that I am when I feel unloved, uncared for, unprotected, and unlooked after. So now I got to deal with this little motherfucking Mexican that's in my head hitting me, (laughs) kicking me with that fucking hammer and shit, and then deal with the fact that now I've I've been out, I've met, you know, I'm meeting people, I'm I'm having conversations with people now, I'm not scared to, you know, accept a phone number or accept a text from somebody, whether it's online or not. Um, If you go on my page, 716 CBD, on Instagram and on Facebook, You'll see that I actually posted a picture of my son and I, which I normally don't do, and I posted that picture to let people know that I am a small business owned by a black woman and her son. Out of respect for my contract with UNC, I had normally not posted pictures of myself in the company, you know, um, because I just, you know, I wanted to keep things just small business, didn't have to be black business, and now I see that I've been losing money because, I'm not acknowledging the fact that this is something extraordinary that I am doing. There is no we that I am doing. So, guys, with that being said, when you feel like your demons are trying to slip out, get yourself to an enclosed space. I don't care. It's just like a bomb shelter. I was in my home when I finished getting lit yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Smoking cigars and then went to sleep naked. I haven't done that in almost a year. Um And so get yourself in a small place and be able to release that demon, release that pain so that you don't have to go through that again. I probably won't drink like that again, like I said, for like another year. But I definitely was excited about um, the conversations last night. I definitely was intrigued. You know, I definitely feel like the people that I'm surrounding myself with in my circle are going to be able to teach me something and bring me to the level that I need to be at, and I'm hoping that they can learn something from me. So I'm going to leave you guys with the song that I love by IBAE. They are a Brazilian group, and the song is called Deathless. And they, I played this piece. 